time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you have fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How are you doing? And um, have you done your weekly review? Hi, Jean. I'm doing well overall, but my weekly review has not been, has been neither weekly nor a <laughs> review. So yeah, not not so good on that front. Yeah. Kind of been past week or so treading water on the getting like not the process of getting things done, just the actual getting things done part of you know, staying on top of mm-hmm. laundry and <laughs> work and just the yeah. the bare basics. Yeah. Well, I definitely, you know, know that if I had a full-time contract job right now, I wouldn't be doing that well on a weekly review. And I don't have one, and I don't really have an excuse like you. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I have done about a half of a weekly review. Um, I started going through the steps and, uh, you know, definitely cleared some stuff out and got some things reviewed. But... I, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I had thought I would do the official mm-hmm. review steps on days when we, we record, but this day just got away from me. So, uh, on the other hand, what I do like about OmniFocus is, you know, reviews pop up and That's <laughs> I true. always do them when, you know, which is look at everything when from that that shows up on a schedule to review and that's been helpful and i do those so but i don't consider that quite as you know it's not it's not quite as rigorous as a true weekly review because it's basically just having a look at everything that is in your project files and wherever and i mean it's good to do it but um, not the same as doing all the steps of an official weekly review. Mm-hmm. But anyway, enough about our uh, lack of doing a weekly review. I know. <laughs> <Let's> we, <stop. laughs> we're so, we're a little bit hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we've been more hits than misses. That's so. true. That is very true. Um, and I wanted to talk today So over the weekend, I went to Seattle, the city uh, north of Portland, for WordCamp Seattle, which is a independently organized by volunteers uh, WordCamp WordPress focused conference. And I have been to one WordCamp before in Portland, and this was my second one. going in Seattle and because WordPress and blogging has a very close connection to micro blogging Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a lot of the wonderful people on micro.blog are WordPress bloggers. Um, I 
thought it would be a good idea to, you know, sort of check in and see what's happening in the WordPress community. And it was a very fun uh, experience for a couple of days. And I met a lot of new people because I didn't know anybody really um, when I got there. And one of the talks that I went to was about time management. Mm. Uh, I saw it on the schedule and I thought, ooh, this will be interesting to me being not a guru in productivity, but <laughs> somebody who has been, you know, the last couple years kind of focus on what what makes good time mm-hmm. time management or as the title of this talk was you know time management begins with task management which is you know certainly the uh topic of our podcast so i thought it would be interesting to look at some of the things that i learned from that session and um some of the things i'd like to do it's uh, as presented, so the speaker was great. Her name was Annie LaCroix. Um, her company's named Rainy Boss. And she um, she was a great speaker and gave a great presentation. And I, I was definitely like right on board with her when she opened up the discussion saying like, the th- you know, the things that people say to do, sort of the classic old things that people would say to do about time management. Um, she says, it, it's usually an attempt to do the same activities faster. Mm. And um, I thought that is true, you know, like, how you cut out your uh, time, where you're not producing, so that you can keep producing and produce faster. And uh, she talked a lot about burnout and how, you know, if you you try to always be productive 24-7 or, you know, whatever, 6-7, right. that's, that's not going to work. And that the important um, thing to do with your schedule is to create space in it um, and that space gives people options, uh, you know, that you can't book every minute of your time uh, of your working day uh, because things happen. And and we talk about that a lot here mm-hmm. on the weekly review. So she talks about like, you know, circumstance proofing your business or, you know, whatever you're doing. And that definitely gave me a, a reminder when I was in traffic school. Did I tell you I got a speeding ticket like, no. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. It was my first speeding ticket ever. And Oh, you just it, haven't been trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I just um it was one of these like photo enforcement situations where there's a guy, you know, with a van and he's taking pictures of the people going too fast. And it was a place where the speed limit change drastically, you know, from mm. coming into yes, town yeah. to being into town. And I was, as always, I'm just going as fast as everybody else. I never go faster. But, you know, I got I got pulled in and, well, I didn't get pulled in. I, got, I had a little flash of light and I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> that seemed like a possibly like some kind of traffic 
uh, camera. And sure enough, like a couple weeks later, <laughs> got in the mail a, um, you know, a ticket. So I, w- I, because I had no, um, infractions at all, I was called in. I, I was able to go to traffic school instead of going, uh, just paying the ticket and mm-hmm. taking the points. And I, I, I did that. It was obvious, you know, thing to do. And traffic school was actually very interesting. And I learned a lot and it made me aware of more things. But one of the things that the, uh, the teacher who was the officer who, who, you know, pulled us all over, uh, or whatever, didn't, you know, virtually pulled us over. He, he said, like, you know, he was talking about how much space to leave between cars when you're, you're following. Mm-hmm. And it's not like whatever, you know, two second, the two second rule, uh, which is what we learned in driver's ed is not a good rule, because it's not enough space, and you should leave more space. He said, the more space you leave, between you and other cars, the more options you have when something goes awry. Mm-hmm. And so when she said, like, creating space in your schedule gives you options, I thought, right, just like when you're driving, you know, in traffic and you want to leave a lot of space between yourself and the other cars. So she had a lot of interesting um, ideas, but one of the first things she said to do is, like, record for one week, the time you spend on each activity. Now, I have never done that. Have you? No, because... Anything like that? No, because, yeah. like, a day in, I would forget to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I, I'd like to, to try to do it, just, you know, for my own um, edification. But... Um, she said, once you know the activities that you're spending time on, that you should segment them into simple, moderate, complex, strategic, um, like, and a simple ta- a simple thing would be something that has five steps or less. Um, a moderate task would be six or more steps in, and the, it, one of the things that I thought that was interesting about this is if you start thinking about some of these tasks this way, maybe there are some of them that you could delegate. Um, so the simple tasks like things that don't require critical thinking or have no variables, that could be something like house cleaning, right? And mm-hmm. you could have a house cleaner come and clean your house, and that would be a good use of your resources because you would get this simple thing off your list so you could focus on things that were more tricky, you know. And so the whole thing that she discussed, it doesn't fit into like any straight GTD um, way of thinking, but there were a couple of things, like I said, that made me think, huh, I would like to think about some of these principles. And I think one of them that was the most interesting is that, you know, when you, when you look at what you have in your, what kind of activities you have, you only have two choices to eliminate them or to schedule them. And I thought, 
I mean, I like that's true. Like, because basically the the underlying principle of this uh, presentation is there's no more time in the day that you can make. Sure. So you have to make space in your schedule and eliminating things, you know, there either you ha- have the option of delegating them or just saying, I'm not doing that. <laughs> just cross it off your list. And then for scheduling things, and again, I, I don't totally believe in scheduling, but, uh, you know, let's say scheduling is a, a broader term for like, these are the things I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, okay, assign them to the matrix, the Eisenhower matrix, as it's called, um, which I think most fe- people are familiar with the quadrants. It's like a, it's a, uh, you know, four quadrants, the top left being not urgent and not important, and the bottom right being urgent and important. And then, you know, you have not urgent and important or urgent and not important. And we don't do that in GTD. Um, but I thought it could be really interesting to try it in the sense that, as she says, anything that goes uh, in not urgent and not important probably should just be well, why are you doing right? <laughs> unimportant, unurgent things? Yes. Um, and, yeah, right. And um, things that are urgent but not important or urgent and important, like try to just do them right away, you know. And um, we, don't, we don't assign urgent normally to our tasks. And I think it's an interesting – Well, I think – you kind of already know what's urgent, so you normal like if something's urgent, like that means you need to do it now. Otherwise, there's some bad. There's some reason why it's urgently needs to happen mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. So, I think just naturally when you review your stuff in GTD. You say, oh, gosh, I really have to get that done because <laughs> yeah. it's urgent. So that's the right. next thing you do. So Right. But then the most interesting bit that I thought uh, I will remember for the future is when you're scheduling tasks. And again, I wouldn't schedule them, you know, on the calendar, but I would pick them out to do from my uh, OmniFocus system uh, is thinking about – things in terms of being analytical, creative, or routine. And that things that are analytical, that they take a lot of brain power, and you should not try to do them for more than two hours. (laughs) That after two hours, your brain just gets tired Mm -hmm. of them. And so I thought, yeah, that's true, definitely. Whereas creative tasks... If it's something like writing or, you know, editing a podcast or something, you know, web design related where you you sort of get into the flow of it and then you just want to keep going regardless of how um, long it takes. And then – but the routine tasks, you know, things that are easy to do and can be done in 
any part of your day. She In the talk, she said, now these are also the tasks that you might go to to procrastinate <laughs> mm-hmm. from the other two you know, categories of analytical and, and creative. So she said, so like email, answering, you know, emails uh, that aren't that sort of basic emails that you might want to just uh, block out beginning of the day and end of the day to answer emails. Um, I've never done that, um, but I could definitely see how it it could be a good practice um, for not letting myself get too involved in email when I have more important tasks to get to. Gotcha. And I so um, well, you heard uh, her give a talk on the topic. Mm-hmm. I I just have the very handy worksheet that you forwarded me. Um, which kind of talks through the first thing I thought when I read through it was, oh, this is, uh, these are interesting ways to think about tasks that are in your trusted system. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it didn't feel like most of what was in here was like against GTD or not GTD, it was, they were interesting ways of thinking about the actions and projects you already had, right? Mm -hmm. And and certainly, we've already talked about, you know, like, marking a context of something's like low energy or high energy, which kind of maps to, like, you know, that if you're gonna, like, a analytical task is going to be more high energy, or that Mm -hmm. something routine or, or simple um, is going to be so. I think we there's already kind of analogous um, bits. Mm-hmm. One thing I found interesting is that uh, it's certainly very focused on the your business yeah. or your work, whereas like like non business gets its own category kind of in this system right. whereas in like in gtd just everything is your life um whether it's work related or or personal related um i took issue with the fact that writing a a blog post is easier um and non-analytic <laughs> because <laughs> like oh creative these are tasks that tend to be easier no like when i'm doing something creative that's like that's that's the thing that takes the most time, energy, and effort for me. Um, and actually, like, analytic tasks sometimes are even a little more fun. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but to me, like, the idea, whereas, um, like, her idea is, like, kind of block block things together, tasks that are, you know, routine. Like, you could imagine it, like, high, medium, or low energy, right, And mm-hmm. the way she has it. For me, I tend to do it like I know there's going to be this chunk of time during a day, usually it's in the morning, where I'm at my sharpest and best doing my best thinking. So, uh, like, I pick the thing that I'm trying to get done that day and focusing on it. And usually it's tough to block more than maybe I can get a few done, but usually they're bigger tasks that take a chunk of time. Um 
but I do the I do the same thing where like I know this time of day is where I'm going to be able to get something something done. I have I think we've all seen the urgent and important matrix. Or, I mean, it's pretty familiar. I didn't know it was called the Eisenhower matrix. I don't know if it's named after Dwight or Mamie. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, but, uh, or maybe each quadrant gets a an Eisenhower name. Oh, you're in the Dwight quadrant. Um, <laughs> but certainly, I like I said, I, I do think that, like, I, even when you're going through doing your weekly review or a shorter daily review, Right, those urgent things tend to be like, oh, this bill needs to be paid or I'm going to have to pay a late fee. Or um, or this thing came, or we have, there's an impending trip and I really need a rental car when I get there. Um, so I, at least for me, they, it might, and it might even be because I've seen this matrix like numerous times over the years mm-hmm. that it it's almost like, my head makes that distinction auto- maybe automatically. Like, yeah, yeah. no, nah, that, oh, that can wait. Oh, no, I really got to get that done. Well, out of these two things that I need to get done, this one is definitely has worse consequences if it, so I better get to that one first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think it's, a, it is an interesting way to think about things though. Um, and I think, uh, it's, I think the most, um, well, I'm going to jump topics now. Um, I think as I was reading through this, the most interesting thing was, whereas when we think about GTD, very often we're thinking about that inbox, right? Mm-hmm. The incoming, like, emails and mail and uh, commitments we've made to other people, whereas that initial exercise of recording a week is really more about analyzing your what you are currently doing with your time, mm-hmm. which we really don't talk about that much in GTD. Like, um, except for the fact that the things we do usually are on a list, so if we wanted to, we could review them. Um, I wish I could I could delegate exercise. <laughs> That's the one. It's like if only, if only. The, here, go out and run a mile for me, and then do some, lift some weights. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic! What a world. Yeah. Um, some whoever figures that out. Yeah, that's going to be a money maker. Um, yeah. I think that you know. I, I think out of everything, what I will take away from having watched this presentation is you know, reinforcing the idea that there is a limit to how many things you can do. And just because we have a beautiful software program that can, you know, accommodate as many things as we can think of doing doesn't mean we're actually going to do them. Right. Oh, absolutely. And it's, if anything, it just is a place to store that list of options that we have of things that we've thought of that we'd like to do or maybe have to do. And then hopefully we have it organized well enough that we're able to choose the things that 
are we feel in the moment are the best next thing to do when weighed against everything else. And, um, yeah, and, you know, if there is the stuff that is not – well, I also – I had to kind of chuckle because first, non-business task. I did one of those for a few days last week. Is it distracting? Oh, very distracting. I was focused on what I was doing. Uh, Procrastinating. Well, I didn't get anything done while I was at Disneyland. Rejuvenating? <laughs> no, I came home exhausted. <laughs> a friend who – uh is very familiar to, with Walt Disney World, had never been at Disneyland, and came out for a visit. And so we're like from the beginning of the day until relatively, you know, not not park closed because, you know, we're not that young. Um, <laughs> but we packed in so much stuff over two full days and like two partial days um, but then, you know, I come home and I'm tired. Um, so it was none of those things. So I should consider not going to Disneyland anymore. <laughs> no, that's not, I don't think she meant that at all, but, uh, no. that's not, that's not going to happen. Um, and, um, but yeah, I think it's certainly the case that you never are going to get everything done. Um, what would that even mean? Like suddenly, like you reach, like you just even productivity nirvana. Exactly, but how boring would life? Well, what are you doing today? Nothing. Nothing. All tasks have been accomplished. Even doing nothing is doing something. Um, well, but yes, I I think it's also interesting that idea of space in the schedule whereas again in gtd we don't put everything down on a calendar um we just have the list of them unless they absolutely have a due date or or absolutely like a meeting or something um but this notion of this list that we pick from um is powerful and i think it's also important to in your own head kind of Give yourself, even if you're not putting it on your calendar, giving yourself that space to say, yeah, I'll probably get these things done today. But there's room in there to bump something. There's room in there if something else comes up. And I think that's what she meant by space, or did she kind of mean literally having like 15 minutes between your meetings sort of thing? No, I, I think she was talking about space more like metaphorically and you know, generally. Um, and yeah, anyway, I, I think it's always a good idea to go and listen to somebody with a different. Oh, absolutely. Strategy. And oh, and I pair what you learn and, you know, learn uh, from them and take something away from that. I think there's a lot of good, good stuff in here. And it's also interesting that like a lot of, to me, there's a lot of similarities and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of um, like delegation or just stop doing something. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's one of my favorite. Oh, maybe I just won't do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, that'll save some time. I like that. I, I did feel like per I got permission to not do a thing, and and sure enough, like next time I looked at my OmniFocus, you know, I was doing a review of tasks and i was like 
something that had been there, a task from the vault that was, I was like, ah, this thing isn't really relevant anymore. Let me put it in, you know, uh, no more, <laughs> the no more, That's right. no more pile. So, and it felt good. I think I've mentioned it before that uh, uh, a coworker uh, at Apple once said to me, "If if if you let something be the way it is long enough, it event the problem eventually goes. Like you know, lo- <laughs> at some point you no longer have to do something about that." Now, it might be because, you know, a billion years has passed and humanity is extinct, but that it's true. Like, in the end, that is always a true statement. That's very funny. Um, well, it's, that, that... It's, it's funny, but it's, it's, it's kind it's of the true. opposite of getting things done. It's, yeah, I guess the, the, it would be the, instead of getting things done, it would be waiting things out. My new tech, it's my new, my new, I'm gonna, I'll write that book, WTO, Waiting Things Out. If you just wait long enough, the problem will probably go away. How's that for a completely, it's not even reactive, it's not proactive, it's just inactive. Okay, James, you got a marketable idea now out of this episode. <laughs> Uh, and on that um, note, I think we should wrap this one up. Sounds good. Yes, because once once we get to let, just don't do anything. Just <laughs> sit there and let the world unfold around you. Once we get to that in the productivity podcast, I think we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, we are definitely at the end of the episode. And listeners. Um, Well, we hope you're more productive than that. If you have any productivity hacks of your own or other systems that you have found useful, um, please share them with us. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review. And you can email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. We'd really appreciate it if you would rate or review this podcast. It helps new listeners find us, and it also makes us very happy to know that you still like us after all these, (laughs) all this discussion of non productivity. We thank you for listening, and we will see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done and still enjoy a bit of. Organizational fun There's a lot of things you gotta do You'll think about them all In the Weekly Review The Weekly Review Yeah, the Weekly Review Sitting down, it's all coming back